things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta give doxology to God hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology. Yo, grace and peace, guys. Welcome to another episode of All Things Theology. I'm your host, K-Dub. What a blessing it is to be here. Hope you guys enjoyed this video. It's going to be an interesting one. I'm going to be continuing a series of a particular person I've been responding to. Before I get into that, I just want to encourage you guys, if you're liking the content, make sure to share it out. Um, those watching on YouTube, make sure to like, leave a comment if you have a question or comment. I always enjoy seeing those. But yeah, we're going to be talking about old Ishan Burgundy again. Um, he's been continuing, uh, just dropping bombs, <laughs> you know, uh, respondable th state things to say, you know. And so, hey, I, I want to respond to a lot of things he's been saying. Um, and so, yeah, let's let's not waste any time. You guys know I like to get right into it. So let's do this. Oh, and so I think <laughs> I think he put this up because uh they're under the impression that if you don't get their um, permission, then you are not able to respond to them. But even in this uh, warning, um, it's clearly if you're using it for fair use, and it is allowed for purpose of criticism, which is what I'm doing. <laughs> so it's not um, actually, you know, I think they're confused about the law and this kind of stuff, but yeah. Salute, salute. What's up, everybody? So it's been uh, a few weeks, well, maybe a month, maybe a month and a half since some things transpired and caused many. Oh, and by the way, just for honesty and, um, you know, being open, I did uh, chop up some of the videos for uh, critique purposes, not to take anything out of the context. Uh, honestly, a lot of things that uh, I took out of the video were... Um, Things that he wasn't even saying. It's uh, clips he put in. And so if you want to watch the full video, please do so. But um, but yeah, I just want to be open and honest about that. You to question my faith. There were a few people who jumped on platforms and took things that were said and created videos about them. Videos that they monetized and tried to get some money off of. And so, so he's under the impression like if you respond to him like and you monetize it, you just want money. It is like... <laughs> talk about assuming motives right uh you know I, i'm willing to make to give him all the three bucks <laughs> from the monetized video i i if three bucks is worth uh selling your soul and losing your morals then all right buddy i mean all right i guess but just i mean you just hear how he even starts his video like it's kind of kind of a crazy uh assertion he makes off the off the back filled with a bunch of partial truths and I don't know if he's talking about me on this. I, like I said, I don't know who else responded, but um, I actually allowed full statements of him and his wife, of, of him and other videos. So I allow him to speak, but he doesn't do he, he doesn't play other people. So like you want to talk about partial truths, you people just uh, people who are just watching you, they have to assume that this is true. But I'm someone can call me out and say, hey, Kato, I don't I don't think that was what he was saying here. Uh, because I'm actually playing you, playing lengthy statements, not just one sentence where, okay, you could take it out of context. I'm actually allowing larger portions, like even this video here is like 20 minutes of statements of his. So, by the way, this will be a little lengthier video, guys. Hope you enjoy it. <laughs> and opinions. And 
I, I, I can't I can't really understand jumping on a platform. I guess because I'm a public figure, you know, I'm not a celebrity at all, but I guess because I have some notoriety, people feel like it's open season. When I say something publicly, they can jump on their platforms and then do an in-depth analysis on something that they really have no clue about. So that's- The reason why I responded to Ishan is, one, because I do have a clue of what I'm speaking about, and two, is because of your statements you say about Christianity, that it's paganism. Um, and people in your camp calling Christian paganists. So yeah, you should expect anytime you call a particular movement pagan to get pushback from that particular movement, from that particular religion. I mean, it's like you, you, you poke the bear and then mad when the bear growls. Like, I mean, that's kind of silly for you to be upset about that. I mean, I, I would be more like, hey, I would have more respect for you if you said like, hey, yeah, I, I said what I said. And I know all these people made videos and it is what it is, or I'm willing to have conversations to show why Christianity is pagan, but it's, 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 uh, you know, you poke the bear and you play the victim, like, woe is me, why are you guys making videos, and I I just don't get that kind of attitude about it. Strange to me, I would never do that to anyone, but, you know, everybody is not me, nor do I expect everybody to be. I can't control what you believe, honestly. I'm going to just tell you what it is. I'm a Hebrew. You know, I've said that, you know, I said that on my last album. I've said that in videos prior to this one. Said that in my posts. Yes. It's a bloodline thing. There we go. And that's why people are responding because you're essential. You're making this essential claim that you are Hebrew and that it's this bloodline thing. Um, um, and, 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 and not just that you are Hebrew, it's based off, uh, obscure texts like Deuteronomy 28 where you try to appeal that this is why you're a Hebrew like if you just said I'm a Hebrew I don't think most people would really care I mean (laughs) alright cool bro but you're making uh, a theological claim not just an ethnic claim because you're saying it's based off scripture so I know you want to just say well it's just an ethnicity thing no yeah but it's you're trying to make a basis off scripture and prophecy and things like that. So it is a theological one. And that's why most people have concerns. You know, I know you distinguish yourself from black Hebrew Israelites, but they also make the similar claim and they've been doing it a lot longer than you. And so I'm not saying you're a part of that movement. Um, as far as like the guys going on the streets, I understand that, but you are making the same claim they do. And people have long took issue with that before you ever claimed to be a Hebrew Israelite. So yeah. Any itch thing. It's it's about my people who came here primarily through the transatlantic slave trade and us being of Hebrew descent. Yeah, that's that's a fact. That's the truth. I've researched it. I've read texts from the 1400s, the 1500s. I've done a lot of research that that brought me to that conclusion that. Wow. So one of the proofs, so just in case many people are like following, like, well, how does that prove you're a Hebrew Israelite? Well, they believe Deuteronomy 28 is actually a prophecy, not a covenantal contract of um, the people of God, the Israelites, right? So one of the proofs that they were stolen, that they were, uh, or they, they are the Israelites, is that, you know, Deuteronomy 28 says it's a prophecy. Like, this is their argument, right? Deuteronomy 28 is a prophecy uh, foretelling um, the people of God would be. Uh, taken on ships right and so what hey we clearly see black people being taken on ships and so that is one of the proofs that um we would be that we are 
uh, the people of God, black people. And so you may be saying, wait, but wait a second, weren't there people uh, taking on ships prior? Well, hey, 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 you know, <laughs> yes, that is true, you know, but they wouldn't want to be too, uh, I mean, talk about studying history. So, um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what his particular answer would be, but t typically, like, when you deal with the guys on the streets, that's when they call you, you know, white supremacist or something like that, or Uncle Tom or, you know, anything like that. Probably 90% of the black people, so-called black people here in America, are descendants of the original Hebrews. And I would be curious how you came up with that number, 90%, um, because he's, he's, he doesn't want to say all. And he's been pretty consistent with this, you know, uh, in past videos saying things like majority, many. Um, and now he's even made a more concrete statement about about 90 percent, approximately 90 percent of, of black people in America uh, are of the descendants of Israel. You know, they are Hebrews. So I'd be curious how he came to that analysis. My faith in Yahusha. You know, some will refer to him as Jesus Christ has not changed. And, oh, and he's been very uh, big on this, too, just the sacred name, sacred namer. Uh, you have a lot of this in the Hebrews. Like, I don't think he's gone as far as to say, uh, do not say Jesus, but I, I, I don't know, you know, but because like the, the black Hebrews, like those on the street still, they'll say something like that, you know, Yeshua, uh, Many have different names, <laughs> even of Jesus, but, you know, and then they'll say who the world ignorantly calls Jesus Christ. And so he kind of did a similar thing uh, there. Not, you know, he didn't use the whole ignorance part, but he was commonly referred to, you know, so. Changed whatsoever. I'm still so he says right there, his faith has not changed whatsoever. Um, I think we've documented that it has. <laughs> I don't think uh, prior to you coming to be a Hebrew, you know, your views on adoption changed. Your views on Christian... When you were in Christianity, did you think Christian, Christian, Christianity itself, the religion, was a paganism, as you said before, you and your wife? So there's one change right there, or two changes, because your view of adoption... adoption I've, I've, I've gone through, and if people are interested to show how many things he has changed, go watch my previous videos, because that's a huge change. That's a huge change. Solid... I'm still firmly planted in my faith, but it's just something that happens when you start reading for yourselves. You start reading the history books and you start lining the history books up with scripture. You start to see things in a totally different light. There was a book um, that I read called The Religious Instruction of the Negroes. And in that book, you see how slave masters and you know, Christian, they were going around. This is like in the 1800s. They're going around to different plantations in America and they were catechizing the slaves. And so they wrote up these catechisms, which were from what. Let me uh, stop right there, but I'm going to let him finish his point. But he's saying, so, well, kind of like, I, I know I'm solid. I know I know I believe in truth because I'm, I'm, I'm you know, seeing this. I'm kind of using history and scripture, this kind of twofold method to come to the conclusions I'm coming to. Well, <laughs> it really just shows uh, the difference in his kind of hermeneutic now as well to where now he has scripture and uh, history to come to 
conclusions that he is a Hebrew Israelite. And so um, I just found that kind of that statement interesting, but I'll, I'll let him finish his point about slave masters going around catechizing slaves. I understand. Um, it wasn't necessarily scripture, but it was kind of based on scripture. And it was to tell the slaves how to think, how to believe. And that, that was really disturbing to me because it was almost like, not almost, it was where they had their own agenda, where they were trying to um, make sure that the plantation's slaves were in check and in order. So, so they were essentially protecting their investment, not trying to reach people with the gospel, even though they cloaked it that way. They cloaked it in a way where it looked like they, 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 were, they were concerned about these people's souls. But really, at the heart of it, they wanted them to be docile, obedient slaves who thought that their obedience to their slave master and their right standing in society would somehow transpire to salvation and them going to be with uh, God in heaven. It's a very cruel, like when you read that book, it's, it's a very cruel way to treat people. And I see remnants of that all throughout the church today. So you may be like, man, what is he? And I'm going to let him explain further what he means by that. But what's the point of that? Like, okay, yeah, we acknowledge uh, that was done, you know, on, in this land. Well, I, I'll just, I, I don't want to speak for him. So I'll let him explain. All throughout Christianity today. And yeah, that, that, that makes me question a lot of things about the culture of Christianity. Not the Bible. Not I don't know if he gets into it right here or later, so I'll, I'll explain what he means. So, well, okay, so he's trying to make a parallel between slavery of, right, uh, obviously, 1600, 1700 slavery in America here. Well, they would, you know, the slave masters would use the Bible to make black people more docile, right, and saying, like, hey, if you obey this, this way of thinking, then that's what gives you salvation. Right. Um, uh, if you obey this way of thinking, um, that's what brings you salvation. And, you know, if he's trying to say that's a parallel for today, like you have a lot of people trying to make black people slaves, not in a physical sense, but in a spiritual sense, in a mental sense. And so that's where the parallel is, just in case you're lost. Like, I have no idea what he's talking about. What is he talking about? Nobody's trying to say that's well yeah and then you know if you don't agree with this sign this line of thinking right if you don't agree with uh, an orthodox way of thinking if you challenge that view then uh you're deemed a heretic or something like that that's he's trying to paint that parallel just in case you're like whoa whoa what that that's what he's saying the son of the most high dying for the sins of his people but my belief in this system that's created around it, this man-made religious system, my faith in that is all gone. All gone. I just don't have any faith in it anymore. I know why it was created. I know how it was created.
that's what they do. Like, I feel like in Christianity, when I first kind of started being, becoming a part of it, it was always the gospel, the gospel, the gospel, focus on the gospel. Stay in those books. Accepting the gospel would help the Negroes be better slaves and their slave masters would get a big reward in heaven. But ordinary church wouldn't work. The slaves didn't attend often enough, and when they did, the sermons were not dumbed down enough for a Negro to understand. So a plan was devised to set up religious education stations on the boundaries between the plantations, and to send specially trained teachers onto the plantations to teach the Negroes religion at a level they could comprehend. And since the teachers would be southern gentlemen picked by the slave masters, there was no risk of spreading ideas about freedom amongst the slaves. Furthermore, the plan was so devised to keep the Negroes illiterate and never teach them anything other than the gospel according to those who were enslaving them. I know the gospel. I mean, it's essential. That's our, that's our gateway. That's the doorway. And so he's he's trying to say that there are people who are got too gospel focused and that's all they want to teach you the gospel the gospel the gospel right that's what he said and there are people who just want to keep you in the new testament right because that'll keep you ignorant um and keep you docile and keep you now i would agree that is error to teach only the new testament because but for different reasons than him um because i don't believe the gospel is only a new testament thing um i mean that's I mean, you read the New Testament, it says that. I mean, the gospel was preached to Abraham. I mean, that's in that's in Galatians. And so, I, I, I don't know, like, I mean, I know his point, but I don't see the point to where that would make you lose faith in the religion that Christ established. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't get that point. Maybe that church, maybe you had your hope in a church, particular church. And then that church preached error. And then you said you projected that on all, all of Christianity. So maybe that's the error. That's how we get into the faith. We get into the faith by acknowledging our faith in Yahusha, acknowledging what he did on our behalf and how he redeemed us back to the father, how he like wiped us clean, wiped our sin clean so that we could have a brand new start. Like that's beautiful. And that's that's huge. But my question started to not just a brand new start. That would be the the end as far as like justification. It's like, it's not like a clean slate, and now it's your turn. But let let him finish his point. Come after I started reading. When last year, y'all told me a year and a half ago. I think it was last. Usually last year or year. Yeah, it was 2019. When he told me to read the Bible from cover to cover, so I came out of. The Old Testament into the New Testament, and it was beautiful. I had never done that before. Even though I've read throughout the Bible, I've, I've read books and, and different chapters here and there throughout my life as a believer. But reading it straight through, watching them talk about Yahusha showing up in the Old Testament in several passages, and then watching him show up in the New Testament was beautiful. Man. To me, that's crazy that you can be a Christian for X amount of years. I don't know. Let's say he was a Christian for 15 years and you're 16 in your faith. He's like, man, I really think I should read the whole Bible this year. 
it's like <laughs> I don't know. To me, that's I, that that that's wild. Um, like to me, like when I first came a Christian, that was like kind of like I guess I'm gonna start from the beginning. Like <laughs> I just started at Genesis, you know, and read it through. And I've done that every year, like of my Christian walk, and nobody's actually like told me to do that. Uh, it was just always something I did on my own, and, and I know other Christians who've had the same kind of experience. They just read the Bible. Most people actually probably start in the Old Testament because guess what? They <laughs> just like any book, you start you start in the front, you know. And so I think most people do start there. Incredible. Because he showed up walking and talking and doing everything that Yah said he would do in the Old Testament. It was incredible. But yeah, after I began reading and reading more and more, I started to just want more. And I felt like, you know, the more than what? Like more than justification, more than having your sins forgiven, like more than the gospel. Like I I don't understand. Like how can you want more than that? That That is the. That is what the Old Testament is. The central's message. The New Testament central message is the, the coming of Jesus in in the hopes that right the gospel would be given and that sins would actually be forgiven. So that's the you know, if you come especially come from a biblical theolo uh, theo theology standpoint that that would be the one storyline of the whole Bible is that the son would come in order to make man right with God, you know, make man right with the father. And so how do you want more than this Bible central teaching? At? I don't know. Gospel is the door. Once we get in, we get the, you know, we get the gospel, we get in the house, we're saved, we have salvation. And I would actually disagree with this statement because the gospel is not just the door. It is the door. But it's the door to every room. I mean, <laughs> the gospel is how you get saved. Absolutely. The gospel is how you get sanctified. The gospel leads to glorification. The gospel leads to uh, maturity. The gospel leads to discipleship. The gospel is actually every facet of the Christian life. It's not just, oh, well, the gospel will help you forgive, you know, get your sins forgiven. And then now everything else is just kind of over here and. I, like I said, I don't. I, I definitely disagree with that statement. What's next? You know, when I get in the house, you know, like I've told people before, I want to see everything. I want to see the kitchen. I want to see the bathroom. I want to see the upstairs bedroom, the master bedroom. I want to see the kids' bedroom. You know what I'm saying? I want to see. That's cool. I, I'm kind of similar way. I want to see your bookshelf, kind of like first off. <laughs> but uh, you don't see the rest of the Christian faith. Apart from the gospel, you don't see an analogy. You don't see the rest of the rooms apart from the doorway. You know, so, yeah, like I, said, I disagree with that statement. You know, the attic, the basement, I want to see everything that's in the house. I want to learn about everything. I don't just want to stand by the door because I have the gospel. And I feel like that's the narrative that everybody's given. Focus on the gospel. Focus on the gospel. Focus... People have told me that so much during this time. Ishan, just get back to the gospel. That other stuff don't matter. And I'm like, nah, this stuff matters. It matters a whole lot. And because it doesn't matter to you, you think it doesn't matter at all. You would Maybe you're confusing their statements. Um, because 
Understanding the gospel will help you to see what really matters and what really doesn't matter. And the prior the prioritizing of ethnicity to the level you've made it is out of step with the gospel. And I think that's what people are getting at. I mean, we see from the gospel, from the pages of scripture, that bloodline is irrelevant when it comes to the gospel. But you've made it a central tenet. That is literally the main focus. That is your main focus right now. You, all we hear is your people and we the true Hebrews. It's all been white. That is your central focus. To believe it doesn't matter at all, only the gospel matters. The plan was so devised to keep the Negroes illiterate and never teach them anything other than the gospel according to those who were enslaving them. But where do and so he's under the impression, kind of from this book, kind of from that little audio there, that people who have this hypercentrism on the folk on the gospel want to keep people ignorant, want to keep the slave ignorant, quote unquote, the slave ignorant. And like I said, I, I, I think that's kind of absurd and it's asinine. Because the gospel is the Bible central focus and it's what leads to other things. You get the gospel wrong, you don't you don't you don't see the whole house as as the <laughs> analogies painted. You got another door, bro. Grow from here. After we have the gospel, where do we grow? Do we just put our everywhere? Everywhere. Our dependency, all our time into seeking after another man for understanding, you know, our pastors, ministers, you know, Bible teachers, or do we go get it ourselves? Um, both. And he's, he's become even more explicitly um, against almost like the local church and the Bible's teaching of that. Like, the Bible does say that they're... Um, Elders appointed and wiser men um, who give counsel to 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 people, and so it's not as all so it's not just you and your Bible under the tree and you come to your own conclusions, but God has used I know in my life and Christian many Christians' life and I mean the pages of Scripture, older wiser men to grow and encourage them, and so to come to this conclusion like it's either you learn from a pastor and that's it, or you just have your Bible. It's like, it's a false dichotomy because I believe, yeah, you can learn from reading the Bible, right? The spirit guides you. And also the spirit uses means of pastors and older, wiser men and things like that to grow and encourage you. You know, so for us or, or for a person like me, they say, Ishan, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Get back to the gospel. But for uh, another person, a pastor, or, you know, their pastor, they'll probably say, oh, you're going deep into the word. That's what's up. Keep going deep. Teach us more. But for me, they tell me to get back to the gospel. Because you have gotten away from the gospel. I mean, because you've made ethnicity a central tenet, a like I said, look at look at majority of his videos. If you don't believe me, of all the ones I've responded to, his ethnicity has been a priority. And not the gospel. And for me, that sounds like those catechizers from the 1800s that was going around to the slaves telling them what to believe. So if you're telling people to focus on the gospel, that you're just like the slave master. And that's his point.
which is insane. It's it's not even a parallel. <laughs> so are you saying the gospel? So let's say the slave masters were teaching that the gospel is primacy in. Are you saying it, sh it shouldn't be pr primary? If you say yes, then you agree with the slave masters. If you say no, then you're against scripture. Guess what? Slave masters weren't wrong about everything. Now, obviously, slavery, yes, that's a huge uh, uh, elephant in the room where they contradict the biblical teaching. And no one today is going to argue with you. But to say is like, almost like, well, if you agree with the slave masters on this one point, then you got slave master ideology. It's like, come on, man. That's, that's not even a fair parallel. To focus on what not to focus on. It was telling them, don't focus on getting freedom. You'll have freedom in the by and by. In heaven, you'll get freedom. That mentality put them in a position. And no one's saying don't, don't be free. Obviously, and, and, and no one's in slaves. No one's in chains today in America. So it's not even a parallel as well. Where they were okay with whatever their slave master wanted to do. Their slave masters would, you know, you have a few, you know, and they, they like to highlight that. You had a few that would be kind to the slaves. But the overwhelming majority was very abusive, violent toward these slaves, murdering them, raping them, beating them unmercifully. And they called themselves Christians. They okay, if this is an argument against Christianity, guess what? We can point to the Bible to show all the wicked things Israel did. So being a Hebrew is wrong, right? I mean, if we're going to use the same standard. And, and guess what? It was a lot longer. <laughs> it was a lot longer and a lot more wicked. The idolatry of Israel. The prostitution of Israel. The... The constant disobeying of Israel. If it's a fair argument for Christianity, it's even more stronger argument for Hebrew, for 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 being an Israelite, right? That's, I mean, that's if we want to have uh, equal scales, as Proverbs eleven tells us. Of course, they were Christians, and they're it's almost like breaking a horse. That's what they wanted to do. It's called buck breaking where you would break a man down so that he wouldn't rise up against you, so that he would think that all he has is you and he has nothing else. And he better be okay with having you and he better be okay with whatever you do. But I know that's not true. You're not buck breaking me before I believed that stuff. But now I know that I can have my own personal relationship with Yah and it doesn't, it's not determined by you know, somebody telling me it's okay. Now, notice the parallel he made. Before he was saying, well, he was dependent upon this pastor, dependent on the church, dependent upon. Now he has his own personal relationship with Christ. Bro, who was teaching you you didn't? Like, <laughs> who's going around and say, you guys who think you have a personal relationship with Christ? Nah, y'all need to be dependent on me, this church. Bro, that sounds like a cult. It sounds like a cult you were in. So either two, one or two things. You were in a cult and okay, it's good you got out, but you kind of gone to some other bad teaching. Or two, you're embellishing your your history, your testimony, your 
you know, and, and you have this a lot of, a lot of times people leave a movement and they actually embellish how bad it was. Um, you know, I mean, you can, you can, you can go from, from many isms and stuff like that and find, they embellish the story, you know, emb embellish how involved they were actually in it, you know, and I think this is actually what Ishan is doing, embellishing, um, the the story of him being in Christianity, as if, like I said, I don't know this church he went to, but I, I find it very highly unlikely that someone was going around saying, you don't have a personal relationship with God. Y'all need to be dependent on me, like the slave masters were. I doubt that that was being taught. Okay, I mean, there's some wild stuff in Christianity, but I've never heard someone going around teaching that. It's not determined by somebody giving me a pass and saying, oh, yeah, well, you can read that book. You can. No, I can read whatever book I want to read. And I've never been told not to read certain books. I've never been told not to read the Old Testament for sure. Uh, I've never been told, hey, don't read that book. Don't engage with them. Like I said, bro, I, it sounds like you're in a cult. I mean, maybe it was Jehovah's Witness Church. I don't know. I can explore whatever I want to explore. Yahweh word says explicitly that ain't nobody plucking me out of his hands. I'm in his hands. I used to live in fear and thinking, man, I can't read that book. I don't want to deal. Uh, I don't want to go over there. You know, that's that's spooky. That's nah, man. I can read whatever I want to read. Will I read everything I want? No, I won't because it's just not wise. But I have Yah's Holy Spirit inside me. And he leads me. The word says that he's going to lead me into all truth. So do I come across things that I'm like, ah, nah, I'm not reading that. Or do I come across things like, oh, I'm not believing that all the time. But there are some things that I read in history and I line up with scripture. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. That's a fact. I've never been taught this. And there are people who do that. They they go back in history and, and presuppose that into the Bible. They, they project that into scripture. And so proof that, um, and, and example I gave earlier, you know, proof that the blacks are the Israelites. Well, history shows, you know, blacks being sold as slaves and treated poorly and terribly. Well, the Bible says that, you know, Israel went through those things. So blacks are Israel, Israelites. It's kind of that bad, uh, you know, reading of history, which reads bad into scripture. You can grow in your faith without being religious. You don't have to stick to the religious confines that people put on you, the doctrines of men, the traditions of men, that if you step out of that, oh, you're, you're, you're a backslider or you're an unbeliever or you fell from the faith. No, that's just simply not true. You can have Yahusha, the son of the Most High, die so that you can be reestablished and so that you can have a relationship with the Most High. It don't have to be a man in the way. I'm saying that you shouldn't congregate or fellowship or gather together and speak the word, preach the word, sing praises and worship. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that. By all means, do that. But that's not the only way you're going to have a relationship with him. It's just simply not true. And I think every Christian pastor would agree with that. So it's not an argument against Christianity. Or, you know, that what you came out of. So, like I said, the embellishment is pretty strong here. So, you know, I know I'm, I'm going to get pushed back from all of this. 
because people don't want y'all to think this way. They want you to think that everything is wrapped up in a building and in a congregation. And now notice that's not what I'm pushing you back against. No, I, not once did I say, hey, stay in your church and stay, stay, stay there and be a slave to what this man is teaching. This building right here is propagating. Not once did I say that. That's that's not the pushback, Ishan. You know, it's, you know, how aware are you to the arguments that people are presenting to you? Or do you hear a certain thing when they're saying like you can like I said, you can you can uh, build straw out of people's arguments as well. Once you read it for yourself, but that's how they treated slaves. Like, nah, that's how, you know, people over in Rome, you know, what I mean, like they know we will read the scriptures to you. This is what you should know. No, you can't read it. And that's just. And nobody's saying that. Yeah, I mean, you see my bookshelf. I, I read things I agree with and don't agree with. And this is only like a, a quarter, maybe one fifth of my actual books uh, me and my wife have. But no, we read a lot. I've been encouraged to read a lot. I read things I disagree with. I read things I agree with. No one's withholding the Bible from me and saying you can only read when I read it to you. I mean, Ishan, you have to be fair. I mean, the Bible says to use equal standards and measures. Because right now, you're just lying. You're slandering. Not right, man. Ain't nobody going to do that to me anymore. I don't need permission. I listen to people teach. But I have my own relationship as well. So I hear things and I actually go read it for myself. I actually go line it up and see if it really is, if it's really that thing before I just take it on and say, I believe that. And I encourage everybody to do that too. I think we're in these. Me too. So that's why <laughs> not just taking what you've been saying, but I've been lining up with scripture and saying, Hey, it doesn't fit. Deuteronomy 28 about, ain't about slave trade. Saying blacks, are the Israelites, 90, even when you want to say 90%, does not coincide with scripture. And that is not me saying that Israelites are white. So, because I know people will hear that. Times, we're in the times where it ain't about no surface level faith. I said it a few times before, people go from 5, 10, 15, 20, some people 30 years in church, but they still don't know anything. They don't know as much as their pastor or more than their pastor. They're still depending on him. Um, and I, I feel like that's the that's the way the culture is here. You know what I'm saying? The society that we're a part of is like the church, the the church building is it 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 has now replaced the actual ecclesia. So we as people who were given the charge as believers to feed the sick. To, you know, take care of the widow, to to visit the sick, uh, not feed the sick, uh, feed the hungry, take care of the widows, visit the sick. Uh, we were given that charge. But now, since the building has come into play, now people don't are more apt to not do that anymore. They'll just send people to the church. Like, oh, you hungry? You trying to get something to eat? Yo, go down to the church. They feed people. I'm uh, I don't see anything wrong with that because it's still the people. Who'll be feeding? So, I don't. I mean, if they don't have the means to provide, yeah. I mean, they're in the church is doing. They're still getting fed. So, and the church is actually feeding. So, I, I don't see anything wrong with that per se.
going to feed you. They're feeding people down at the church door. And I'm not saying everybody's like this, but I'm just saying this is a general, you know, understanding. Um, you know, visit the sick? Nah, I'm good, because the pastor and the other ministers, they go visit the sick during the week. Oh, you want to hear about the gospel? You, 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 you've been kind of going through some things. You feel like you want to get closer to God? Man, I could give you the gospel right now. And this is what they're thinking in their head. They said, but nah, come to my church on Sunday. Yeah, I want you to hear my pastor preach. Now, has somebody ever said that? Probably. Like I said, there's some absurd things out there. But I genuinely doubt <laughs> that if someone was like, man, I really need to hear the gospel, man. I want to get saved or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And they're like, you know what? I could give it to you. But nah, I'll let my pastor do it. Come to my church. <laughs> oh, I had an opportunity this last Sunday uh, to share a gos the gospel with. Um, wasn't a guy I knew. It was a friend of mine's uh, friend. Uh, and I shared the gospel with him. You know, I didn't. I didn't say. I didn't say any of that. I, I don't know anyone who would just do what he did. Like I said, I don't know anyone who would do that. Um, so like I said, more of the embellishment, maybe, maybe he did that. I don't know. Maybe he was like, I'm not going to give you the gospel, the very thing you need. Just wait till Sunday, even though you could be dead by then. But I mean, hopefully you won't. That mentality puts everything on the building and takes the, takes the responsibility away from the person. And now the person can go live their best life. They can go achieve the American dream. They can go, you know, chase after all of their desires. I mean, this is just, like I said, a flat out. Like I said, I want to be gracious to him, but I don't, it's not true. Even in bad churches where the theology is bad, I don't think that's popular. I mean, bad churches, they'll, they'll pray for you, speak in tongues right there. You know, they don't care. <laughs> and so I, I've never, I've never seen this. I've never seen this in any church I've been a part of or any church that I've known. Now, will people invite you to church? Yeah, sure. But not do what he just said where they won't share with you anything. Like, nah, I don't want the responsibility. Uh, I'm trying to live my best life now. That's just church stuff. Nah. I've never seen that. Like I said, even in bad churches. And then on Wednesday, they'll be back for Bible study. And then on Sunday, they'll be back for service. But then Monday comes and they're back on their journey to achieve things in life. You know, and for some people, like, that's that's the goal. That's it. Like, what's wrong? Ishan, what are you talking about? Like, what's wrong with that? Why is that a problem? If you're okay with that, you're okay with that. I'm just not okay with that. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I don't think Christianity is limited to two days. Um, as if I don't, you can't read your Bible or do anything religious uh, on Tuesday. You know, just because so if you can't read or pray or study a book. I mean, I'm studying a book now. I mean, it's, you know, mid midweek, you know, and so <laughs> I, I don't know where that's coming from feel the need. I feel the burden 
to want to follow after Yah in every aspect of my life. I don't feel the need to just seek him on some days and forsake him other days. I'm not perfect. I'm not saying I'm the best believer in the world. I'm not. But I just know doing things the way that it's currently done in the world, that don't satisfy me. I pray to be where I am right now. If you listen to my music, all my music still stands. None of my music change. Just because I decided to call the Savior his true name and call the Most High their true name. You grow in your faith. Like I said, he's definitely on the sacred name route. That he should only be called by his Hebrew name. Even though in the Bible we have him called uh, by <laughs> Greek names. Eusius uh, and Theos. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. So, uh, But I, I believe he's under the impression that the New Testament was written in Hebrew. I think he said that in a video I did do a review on. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to hear more of this. You know, which I hope you all have done since I started releasing music 10 years ago. You will start to see things differently. You will grow. You won't be in the same place that you were 10 years. Like, it would be crazy for me to be in the same place 10 years from now than I, than I am right now or than I was back then. Like, but um, as you grow, you begin to understand and see things with, you know, a different viewpoint. And so um, I lost my point. <laughs> I forget what I was going to say. But, uh, yeah, we're going to continue to grow, you know. People are going to wrap, wrap what I'm saying up into some Israelite doctrine. Um, but I don't notice I haven't done that. I've actually distinguished him from the guys on the streets. I know he's not one of the camp members. He's not like ISUBK or GMS or IUIC. Every video I've distinguished that, so. Hopefully he like will be wanting to talk with someone like me who's I, I I believe trying to be charitable, gracious, but I'm I'm you know still firm. I have any Israelite doctrine. I know I'm an Israelite. I know I'm a Hebrew. I know I descend from the tribe of Judah. But I'm not I don't have nothing to force on you. I just have a statement to make about my life and what I believe Yah is showing me. And so I'm going to continue to show what I believe is the truth. I don't have no record industry to, to, to please. I don't have to make them happy. I just have to make Yah happy. And so I'm going to be open. I'm going to be transparent. And I'm going to be genuine about what I see. In society, what I think is going on, I'm going to, everybody got an opinion. Why can't I have an opinion? You're free to your opinion. You know, I've never stated, you know, you couldn't have one. But I don't think you guys want me to have an opinion. That's why you guys try to, you and your wife try to get, uh, you know, my video deleted off of YouTube and, you know, all that. You know, so can I have my opinion? <laughs> A quote today by this beautiful young woman named Zara. I thought that quote was amazing. Like everybody get to have an opinion but me. So I, I say something, you get to jump in my comment section and tell me how wrong I am. Or tell me what I should be doing. Tell me how I should be thinking. Tell me what I should be forsaking. 
but you are doing that to others. I mean, that's why you're calling Christianity pagan. Aren't you encouraging people to leave Christianity? Or are you saying people should stay in a pagan religion? I mean, by calling something pagan, I mean, the assumption is you don't want people in it anymore because of X, Y, and Z. So, I, don't, I mean, like I said, I think you should just be more open and honest about that. Like, yeah, you would want people to do this, not because of what you're saying, because you believe that's what the Bible teaches in. Christians are pushing back saying the same thing. It's not on based on my authority, but the scripture's authority. That's just crazy. But again, you know, social media, social media, you can, you can say what you want to say, I guess. But guess what? I'm going to say what I'm led to say as well. And so, yeah, much love. Salute to everybody. Um, we're going to continue to push on and move forward. And be obedient to the most high during these times and not fall back and not get comfortable. Because he tells us to pray that we're counted worthy to escape what's coming in this world. And so we got to be active and we got to be on it. Can't just be getting comfortable and falling back. This world is rapidly going to a place that the scriptures said it would go. And it's going to end and destruction, but the people of the Most High, they will be saved. Hallelujah. All glory to the Most High. All praise to his name, Yah, his son, Yahusha, which means Yah is salvation, Yah saves. So y'all be blessed, man. Salute. Yeah, be blessed. Um, like I said, I, I've said it previous. I would love to have a conversation with Ishan um, about these matters because I believe they are important. Uh, I think I've showed a manner of uh, graciousness, um, kindness that I'll be. He doesn't have to worry about me um, intentionally strawmanning him, calling him names, being hostile, things like that. I think we have a good conversation. So, man, if you guys would like to see that, put in the chat. Let them know. Let them know I'm more than willing. Because right now, a lot of the claims is like, hey, you haven't gone to Ishan personally and, and, and told him about these disagreements. Well, I don't I don't have a personal relationship to 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 do that. I don't have his number. I don't I don't know people that really know him like that. Um, I I would like to have a conversation. Um, I don't think um, as of now, he hasn't. I, I know they've seen my videos. Uh, his wife has commented on my uh on a particular video before and but as of now i haven't got the impression that he or she is willing to uh have a dialogue i actually told her i would be more than willing on a comment and so yeah if you guys would like that man let, let him know let him know i'm more than willing so you guys know how we do it here i engage uh disagreements uh conversations and people who don't always think like me uh, i want to expose people to that and show them um you know, the distinction with that in the Bible and things like that. And so, guys, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening, tuning in to All Things Theology. Again, I'm your host, K-Dub. And until the next time, y'all, grace and peace.